Oi, oi, what's up? How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm really enjoying the long weekend. How are you? I am really enjoying the long weekend. I so badly needed it and I've been so happy just to be able to go out in the sun and enjoy myself. I feel like a calf that's just been let out after the winter. So you've been going out. What have you been doing? So I went and climbed Town Tinna yesterday. Uh, did you discuss that with him first? I went, uh, which is by the graves of the Leinster men. The graves of the Leinster men is where the Leinster men were, came down near Killaloo and were slaughtered. They were on their way to a wedding. That's not very polite at all. That'll teach them, damn Leinster men. Who who did the killing? Brian Brew's soldiers, but it, it was, according to the, the legend of it, orchestrated by Brian Brew's wife. That bitch. Yeah, so she ordered them out. To kill the, the Leinster men when they were coming. And was you climbing it anything to do with that? No, I just was climbing it. Okay. It's, there's a there's a fine hill and a lovely view. Great vistas. Uh, how was that? It was good. Uh, it was really nice. It's, it's a lovely climb because it tires you out. It's steep enough, but up and down in an hour. Right. So how long did you um have your like step tracker on it? How, how many kilometers is that? I didn't have my step tracker on it, but it was it was just really nice, and the weather being so so lovely, it was just that was great. And then I went and I had some I had some cider, nice, and I had a lovely Spanish breakfast this morning with mimosas. Jesus, you're really treating yourself. What's a Spanish breakfast? A Spanish omelette, tomato salad, queso cheese with uh, truffle honey. Jesus, you're really fucking king mock this weekend. <laughs> I'm so enjoying myself. How was your weekend? It was grand now. Yesterday I got up and I went out for a nice run. Uh, yeah. I did 7k again, which is generally what I'll do like during the weekdays when I'm running at lunchtime, I'll do three. And then at the weekend when I've got more time, I'll do the longer route. And yeah, I did that. Then I played some games with my friends on the online and just watch tv but it it was really relaxing actually i ordered a pizza because i've been looking uh, forward to a pizza all week i ordered it from uh, the back page in dublin and i was absolutely raging because i'd been looking forward to it all week and when it got here not only did it look like the guy delivering it had just walked to my house how do you mean well there was no car in sight and right. there was no like heater bag like he'd driven a Deliveroo bike or something. Okay. Not only that, when I opened the box, all the toppings had slid off. Oh, fuck. So I was, was really... Was it still nice? Yeah, I mean, it, it, they were really good pizzas. And once I put it back on, it was fine. But, like, it was that initial thing of, I've been looking forward to this all week. This is awful. And then it made me think, like, you know, my looking forward to it doesn't really matter a fuck to the guy making it. Like, they make... You know, 100 pizzas a day, my wish for quality control did not come into his making pizza process one iota. It kind of has to, though. I mean, if you're doing something, if someone's paying you money to do something, you expect it to be done a bit right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I was disappointed. But I did see one fella on Twitter and he had tweeted into, I don't know, the Pizza Hut or some pizza 
company complaining um and he said what what is wrong with you you sent me a pizza and it's got no toppings no sauce no cheese no anything and then they were like oh that's awful can you tell us where you got it 10 minutes later he was like oh sorry i'm high as fuck and i opened it upside down <laughs> i'd seen that before yeah <laughs> i knew where you were going with that yeah that's very good speaking of absolutely mental news you sent me an article yesterday that was fantastic this was the break-in, Maria. In Australia, yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. And the reporting on it was... I, I'm guessing they had, you see, a lot of information because it went to court. So they were able to give details that just shouldn't really be given. So do you remember any... it enough to tell us about it? Yeah. Chime in, though, if I forget a little bit. Yeah. This fella ordered two guys to come and tickle him, wasn't it? With a duster. Well, even stranger than that, he hired them to come and tie him up and stroke him with a broom. Stroke him with a broom, that was it, yeah. So, uh, he ordered this, but there wasn't any specification as to how they'd do it, other than he was going to pay a lot of money, I think about five grand or something, wasn't it? Yeah, in the statement in the court, uh, the judge said that he was willing to pay up to five grand if it was, in quotation marks, really good. Which yeah. um, I think that kind of sliding scale pay scale is a bit strange. That's not how it should work at all. So they decided to arrive on anyway with machetes onto his house, which I don't know how you would read into somebody ordering them to be tickled with the broom or slapped with the broom and go, oh, I'll, I best bring my machete. But they arrived on and went to the wrong house. They went to like a house on the street he used to live on. I don't know how they would have made that mistake or how that would have came to pass. It didn't kind of explain it. He gave them the address that he used to live in and forgot to give him his new address. Okay, but even still, like how far in advance was he ordering this broom incident that he moved house and never updated his perverts with an address? No, I completely agree. Um, Even like when I got to that part of the article, I was like, was the guy who ordered them actually just trying to fuck around the person who moved into his house like was he kicked out and he wanted to fuck with the person who moved in yeah it felt a bit like uh, it just felt like a mistake one wouldn't make when ordering a fetish no you you would be extremely like you you check that three times before you click pay anyway they arrived in and were hovering over this other fella with machetes and then realized that it wasn't him and proceeded to shake his hand, which again, the shaking of hands in the current climate of coronavirus is also a a odd manoeuvre. Well, see, you don't know how long it takes these things to get to court. Usually cases will take a while to get to court. So this probably happened long before corona. At any rate, if I was waking up, woken up in the middle of the night by fetishists with machetes, I, I, don't, I don't think I'd be so calm as to go oh i'll shake their hand and here's the kicker in that though steve in the article it says uh, when the resident noticed a light on in the kitchen at 6 15 a.m he assumed it was a friend who came by daily to make morning coffee who the fuck has like their friend call over every morning to make coffee not like to have coffee but he will just wake up and someone is romping into his house making coffee like this dude isn't inhabiting a normal world to start with 
it yeah it did seem very odd i can see a scenario whereby somebody you know if they were maybe traveling to work together or that somebody might let themselves in to do this while waiting on the other person or something like that you know i i I could i could reconcile that oh even still no knock on my door before you come in and use my coffee machine like that's no that like that that flagged another um another red flag again with me like what is going on and yeah so they they realized straight away went oh sorry mate and shook his hand just simply fine they drove off and went and found the other fella and can you remember what happened when they did find your man he made them lunch he made them bacon egg and noodles which don't really go together in the first place yeah the noodles just didn't it didn't make sense (laughs) it just and even the fact that they they listed what they had yeah everything in that was but his bizarre. the 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 guy who originally ordered them to come his big complaint when they arrived huh? was uh, he said they had a great big knife and he asked them to go and leave the weapons in the car yeah like just put them on the counter like you you're pay, like they're not going to it's and that's what was their their downfall was the police saw the machetes in the car. Was it? Yeah. Okay. And that's why they were arrested. But I don't understand as well then how, who was pressing charges in all of this? Yeah, see, I thought the police would have been called by the fella who they originally went to and they had the reg number and found him. But I mean, as presumably he was the injured part, but he shook their hand. If two fellas broke into your house and had machetes in their hand and said, hey, you shake my hand, I think you'd shake your hand. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering, like, I feel like they would no longer have been a threat after they shook my hand, said, oh, sorry, we're just pervert fetishists and went on their way. Yes, but like... Fetish perverts. If that were to happen to me, I would think, okay, maybe half of that story is right. Maybe they did want the person who lived here before me but maybe the he paid us to be here is elaborate and they're actually looking to kidnap this dude. So I should call the police just in case. Mm. They say if you if you've got a good review, you'll tell three friends. And if you've got a if you've got a bad review, you'll tell five. If people break into your house at six in the morning and have machetes, there's no way you're not telling someone about it like the second they leave the door. And I guarantee you one of those three people is the police. Yeah, I don't know. It 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 was so weird. It just nothing added up in it. No, absolutely not. Like, why was he paying them so much to do this? Well, I get that. I mean, he probably was a very wealthy guy and really just wanted this broom thing. I don't get other people's pervert stuff. Ah, I, mean, I, I only get my own perversion stuff. But he wasn't even being penetrated by Atten. Like he was you know, they were just dusting him off, essentially. <laughs> what, a, what an odd... Uh, <laughs> why would he hire someone and not want to be penetrated? No, but you know, if it's like a fetish thing and he's paying a couple of grand for it, uh, um, he ain't busting no nuts, do you know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. I was reading John Ronson had a thing and one of the things that they do was you could order customised pornography, which sort of... I don't even know... I don't know what I would want if I could have a custom pornography. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a market for absolutely everything. And as long as you're willing to pay, someone's going to make it for you. So yeah. uh, with you, I don't know. What would you like? Probably just be a lot of people saying your name. What would your perversion be? I don't have one. 
<laughs> ah, you pervert. But yeah, I, I, it was a bizarre, bizarre story. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and I just laughed so much when he sent it to me because everything in it, right down to the, they got there and he made them bacon, eggs and noodles. It never actually said if they delivered on the service. No, it never did. Which again, I mean, if you're going listen what they had to eat in the house, you think they yeah. might del- delve into that. Because is that prostitution? Yes, I guess, since it's like sexual stuff. See, that's why I'm wondering, is that why they didn't mention whether it happened or not? Because what they're being charged on isn't prostitution, but... um machetes in the car. Yeah, but, or breaking and entering. Yeah. The first place. Yeah, so insane. Yeah, no, absolutely nuts. Another weird thing I saw over the weekend is in Germany, in Burger King, to help encourage social distancing, they've released this giant crown. Like, you know, when you're a kid and you go to Burger King. I saw that, yeah, yeah. paper crown. This one is like five foot in diameter. Uh, like it's a like massive just, sombrero, but it's a Burger King paper crown. It's just like a kick in the teeth for Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Jesus, nobody's thinking about poor Greta during all this. I know, yeah. Everyone's like, nah. Couldn't, gi- couldn't give a fuck. Give us back our plastic straws. Yeah. Uh, the the Burger King crowns though just look so um so inconvenient to like anything you could be doing. I'd say if you got rid of marketing people out of the world, just did away with marketing. I'd say so much unnecessary crap. Then neither of just, us would have a job. Yeah, but so much unnecessary crap that gets made would just disappear. Yes, or we would just have way worse unnecessary crap. How do you mean? without trying to get too deep into it but like what you'll probably get is a lot of independent business owners saying hey this is a brilliant idea and doing their own fucking crowns after oh, not yeah. having someone but to I, advise I mean oh, well we tried this this is stupid let's not do it again like maybe what I don't mean like get rid of people who who are good at marketing or have prof- are professional marketers I mean just stop buying big stupid crowns for burger king or stop buying market marketing pl- little plastic marketing things because uh, there's so many of them that you get that you're just like this is unnecessary or even if they just always made something marketing useful you're really painting some communist utopia bullshit here well I don't like know. I, I think in, in a world that yeah i mean it would have to be an extremely uncapitalist world where marketing doesn't exist and there's only, you know, uh, homogenous products. Yeah, that would be grand. Okay, give us a, like a little taster of that. You go to Tesco, what's there? All the products. But just like yellow pack? No, I mean, I'm okay with, uh, with branding something, but basically uh, make sure that your packaging is as basic as it can be and recyclable like just just do that much and don't make big giant cardboard things to tell you that the the, the mars bars are right here because you know just put them there with the rest of them and let people choose of their own design we've got a mate who does that who one of his job is going around to different shops and yeah. trying to get them to place products better yeah and i often think about that like if you're just like an independent store owner wouldn't you be like would you fuck off like, I don't have room for this big 
Um, I suppose, though, it's in your interest as well to sell the stuff. So it's kind of like there's a bit of teamwork going on. I would like to see a completely non-branded supermarket. I think that would be... I think it would be an almost a creepy experience. Well, yeah. I mean, like in Little Yaldi, within reason, except for like getting the catalogue at the door and stuff, you very little, you know, actual, even brand name goods in a lot of them. Or when they arrived first, at least, there was very little brand name goods in a lot of them. So it was kind of just pick up and see what you were getting. But they're all still highly differentiated. Like they'll have a couple of different types of the same cereal. What I mean is like... I want a supermarket where everything is just grey packaging, only one type of each product, go in, get it, fuck off. Yeah, see, that's bringing it to an extreme that's unnecessary. I'm just thinking of it from an environmental perspective, really. Yeah, I mean, cereal doesn't need to have a box, first of all. No, it doesn't. So get rid of that box. Did I tell you about in Canada where they give milk in bags? Yeah. That's taken it to the extreme. Well, no, I suppose a carton, a tetra pack is better for the environment than a plastic yeah, I would bag think anyway. Yeah, I, I think a tetra pack would be better. It's absolutely bizarre. Stop putting milk in bags, you perverts. Yeah, still, they're probably handy for moving them around from place to place. Liquid in a bag? Mm. Nah. What else could we lose? Packaging on fruit, anyway. Packaging on fruit. It annoys me when I see how much rubbish I end up throwing out because it's... It's like, I don't really need that. I'm sure you could put meat and stuff into just air packed bags. Yeah. You don't need the rest of it. Like, Would you go to one of those shops where basically all the products are like in a pick and mix? Uh, you know, the way you would pick and mix, you lift up the thing, the, the lid and you dip in your thing. You dip in your... I like, would if, if it was not a rip off. Well, yes. The only one I've ever been to, which I did not buy anything in, is... An absolute rip-off. Yeah, so the rip, ripping off side of it that goes with that kind of stuff is just like, no, you you, you need to you need to balance this kind of thing. Is this the conversation that in years ahead, people will go, that's the point at which Stephen decided he was going off the grid and moved to live in a wood? <laughs> and on that note, I am going off the grid. Have a great evening, Adam. Speaking of going off the grid, as we approach phase two of the lockdown in Ireland... We are slowly going to start going off the grid also. That means that from this week we are going to go to three episodes a week. We'll try to keep it to Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Sometimes we'll vary a little bit, sometimes we won't. As the next phase comes on we might go to two, final phase to one and eventually we will just vanish. Not with a bang but with a whimper. That's a spirit. Or maybe with a bang. I reckon for the last episode anyway, just to keep um, keep continuity with the first season, we should get paced again. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I also said I would do a half marathon, so I'll do that 21 kilometers for the end. Oh, yes. Well, you've got you've got till uh, end of August to work up to that. So on your bike. Super. Adam, have a good evening. Take care.